0: Welcome to another episode of the Rural Wellness Podcast, a podcast for you to be supported, connected and learn from amazing health professionals in rural and remote areas. In today's episode, we have... M from Saltbush Stretch coming on to share her amazing story of starting Saltbush Stretch and why she thinks it is so important to bring yoga to rural and remote communities. I hope you enjoy it.
1: I am so excited to have another amazing rural lady on this podcast episode. I have been following Em for a very long time on social media. Em is the creator of Saltbush Yoga and is doing amazing things for her community in Carrefour and I'm sure she'll tell us the other areas that she's in as well. Um, but she is so passionate about yoga and getting it out there in rural areas. She has just launched online as well with online yoga flow so you can do your yoga no matter your location and I'm so excited to learn more from her. Welcome Em.
2: Hi Hayley, so nice to be officially on my first podcast. I can't even believe it. Thanks so much for having me.
1: No worries. It is taken a little bit to align our schedules, but I'm so excited that we can have finally done it.
2: I know. And what better way to start our weekend at 7am, getting straight into it.
1: I know, absolutely. And we've both got pretty busy weekends, so it's good to start it off and um, up early and ready to go. So that's cool. So did you want to tell me a little bit more about yourself, where you're located, things like that?
2: Absolutely. So, I am located in the southwest of New South Wales in a little village called Carathol. So the population is 99. So we're going strong. Haven't quite hit the hundred mark yet, but um, it's a great little community. So I live on a property about 30 k's north of Carathol with my husband, and. I've probably been out there for maybe coming up to four years, I think. So, um, yeah, Carathol actually almost is the halfway point between Sydney and Adelaide. Just for a little bit of a fun fact for you.
1: Yeah, cool. Awesome. Um, And is your partner a farmer?
2: Yeah, so we are primarily sheep and cotton growers. So yes. I um, I grew up on a sheep grazing property not too far away from Carithal, actually, at a little place called Gumba, which actually has less people than Carithal. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I'm attracted to these little villages with zero population. But um, <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, so it's nice to kind of be back in my home um, kind of region, which is really nice that I can still catch up with um, dad and some old family friends, but also kind of have a new um, community at Carathol over the other side of the highway, closer to the river, which is awesome.
1: Yeah, lovely. Um, I've sort of also moved back to my little area. I've <laughs> I, I We sort of joke that over the back fence a little bit, but no not exactly I've moved sort of <laughs> over the back fence with my partner, but not you know,
2: quite <laughs> how we end up like going back to um, our roots I think it's interesting
1: yeah, that's right. so can you tell me how or why did you fall in love with yoga because it's something that I can clearly tell you're really passionate about?
2: yeah, so it's actually um a bit of a funny one, and I always like to tell um this story so the first yoga class I actually did I actually really didn't like it I don't know why but I was probably like maybe 15 maybe 16 and I got dragged along to this yoga class I was like yeah it's gonna be awesome and I was like what the hell was that like that was so weird there was all this stuff going on I didn't understand it blah 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 anyway so that was my first introduction to yoga and then kind of when I finished school, um, not really for a couple of years. And then I went to uni and then I moved to Sydney and I kind of dabbled a little bit more, but it was probably maybe like, maybe five years ago. I actually historically love, and I still do love um, running, um, but I did a half marathon and I really hurt my knee. And I found myself in a situation where I couldn't run, I loved moving my body, but I just couldn't quite find the right medium that would kind of fit for me. Anyway, a girlfriend said, let's go to this yoga class. It'll be fine. It won't be, you know, aggressive on your knee, blah, blah, blah. And I say, okay. And I went to this class and I don't know if I just hadn't connected with other teachers before, but I kind of came out of the class dripping in sweat, number one. Um, And I kind of just thought, oh my God, that was not only physically amazing, but I came out of there just so clear. And I guess from that kind of point, I was like, hmm, there's a bit more to this than, you know, maybe what I once thought after my first, you know, yoga class when I was 15. Um, So I think kind of from there it grew and I've always been um, like pretty in tune with um, my thoughts and my emotions, I thought, Um, but I think, The yoga um, over time just kind of a little bit by a little bit just kind of unlocked a little bit every time you went to a class. And sometimes it would be really positive or other times it might bring um, other kind of emotions or thoughts or feelings kind of up that maybe necessarily I might not have um, surfaced, I guess, before – doing yoga um so yeah I think from that point in time it kind of yeah the running got pushed to the side and the yoga was kind of the the new avenue that I was wanting to take so I think yeah I still still do like to run a little but yoga definitely um yeah, it's my new love.
1: (laughs) Yeah. That's really cool because, and you've just started doing a 20 minutes a day run, isn't it? For 180 days. So you're sort of bringing that back in.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So, um, I, I do love running and I think, um, as we all are sometimes time poor. So I'd, you know, create this big thing. I'm going to go for this run and I'd get out there and Kind of get a bit caught up because oh I didn't get to that last gate or the last grid that I said that I was going to get to. But then I stumbled across this amazing woman Rach uh, from Sydney, and she um, does this one hundred and eighty run, and it's you run twenty minutes for one hundred and eighty days. And I was like, twenty minutes, I can do that. That's great. You still feel like you're uh, doing the doing the work but 20 minutes, everyone can spare 20 minutes. So I actually, what day am I up to? Maybe like 21. So yeah, it's um really nice. And I think just any outdoor activity, we are all inside so much uh, these days. So just actually being able to get outside to do a run or do yoga on the lawn or anything just outside is, yeah, I'm all about it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's really cool. Like um, I think your message there is you can totally do anything with any time you've got something's better than nothing. So you don't 100%. have to put yep. all of those big pressures on yourself. You can yep. just go and have fun and enjoy it, move your body, rather than saying, oh, I've got, I've got to get to this goal. Just go and enjoy yourself and move your body.
2: 100%. And I think we all actually are way too hard. I actually did a couple of... um chatted about that earlier on my social feeds this week and a few people have reached out to me and they said oh my god I'm so sorry I haven't you know got to the mat this week blah blah and I was like it's all right like life is crazy life Mm -hmm. is busy and if one week or two weeks or whatever doesn't kind of go the way that you might have thought or the way that you planned it's all right like tomorrow's a new day and I think just waking up fresh and putting the kind of past behind us starting out with the new day because I think that's when we dwell and we can kind of get caught up with oh I didn't do that blah 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 so I think actually just stopping and being like okay we've had a couple of pretty wild days and let's just start today fresh and see where it takes us is a good kind of approach.
1: Absolutely. Um, oh, I was going to go back on something that you said. Oh, I think in the first, when we spoke about um, where yoga began for you and how you fell in yep. love with it. Um yep. I think it's really important to like say to the listeners and everything that, you know, it's the same with like a psychologist or, or, you know, some sort of health professional. If you don't find a sort of yoga or if you don't find a teacher or if you don't find a health professional that sort of fits with you but you want to keep giving it a go, then go and find someone else. Like go and find a different teacher. Go and find a different style of yoga because there's like, I have no idea how many styles of yoga, but there's a lot of styles of yoga, isn't there? (laughs)
2: And that's actually, I'm so glad that you brought that to my attention because when I was in Sydney, one of my really amazing girlfriends said, oh my God, Em, you've got to come to this class. This teacher is amazing, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, so awesome. Let's do it Saturday morning. And we did this class and don't get me wrong, it was amazing. Actually being able to go to a physical class is amazing. So I was not complaining, but you know, I didn't have the same connection with the teacher as what this person obviously had. So she came out of like, you know, had to go to every single one of this person's classes. And I was like, oh, that was great. But, you know, I'm not, I'm not writing home about it, you know, so, and that's when people come to my classes too. I say to them, you know, they say, oh, you know, we'll book him for a month. Or I said, let's just do one class together. And then at the end of it, you can decide if I was for you. Because I said, it's a really personal thing. And it's not just if you go to a physical class, it's if you do an online app or, you know, you try something new. If you don't actually connect with the person, that's okay. But just keep trying and finding someone until you do.
1: Absolutely and I think it's like no hard feelings as well because it's like as health professionals we just want the best for them and if we're not the best we're like we want to know so we can be like oh let why don't you go and try this person or go and try this app instead because we just want to help people and want to help people getting to you know improving their health it doesn't matter if we're the person to do it or someone else is. Love that. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we're so gone off on a tangent. I know. I love it. Um, can you tell me why or what made you start um, Salt Bush Yoga?
2: So when I was living in Sydney, I like my husband was, or oh, he wasn't my husband at the time, but Hame was out on the farm, and we lived thirty k from Carathou and 75 kilometres from Griffith and 90 kilometres from Hay. So kind of got this idea in my head. I'm like, great, this is going to be awesome, which it is awesome. But I knew that it was going to be isolated. And I loved yoga and I thought there's nothing really out here that enables rural or remote women or men to be able to either go to a class, number one, or just actually have anyone out there that's passionate about bringing a health service to the community. So I just had a bit of a ponder and I was like, "Mm, even if I don't end up teaching I always wanted to teach, but I was like, even if I don't end up teaching, it's still something really amazing that I've done for myself. So I enrolled into a yoga teacher training and it was a 200 hour intensive. So it went for five weeks in Sydney. So I did that. And then probably six, three months after I actually did the training, I moved back to the farm and I think, actually getting back to the farm kind of yeah you don't really realize until you're actually physically out in the middle of you know and you're like hmm yeah this is pretty good to have another avenue of something physically and mentally stimulating not only for myself but that I can actually give to other people so I think two things number one giving that service to people that wouldn't necessarily have access to it but also just being able to allow the community to have a bit of a reason to actually get together sometimes as you would know and other communities would know that you know, we all get busy and we all get stubborn and we're all feeding or watering or whatever it, you know, might be on the farm. But just that excuse to get off the farm and come to yoga or for me to be able to go to someone's property and do yoga with their kids running around, you know, in swimmers or bathers or whatever, nothing, running around on the lawn and it's bloody chaotic but you know just being able to give that person on the mat some time to be able to just stop have a bit of time physically get the body moving I just think um yeah I just can't really um have asked for anything else to be able to give to my students yeah
1: yeah it's really cool because it's like you found I think when you live in a rural area and I'm sort of writing a post about it now um but it's like finding your passion like once you found your passion living in a rural area can be made made so much easier because you have like drive and focus because you're like I want to do this this is what I'm so passionate about and this is clearly you and yoga and and bringing it to rural areas it's like just your purpose your passion and you just want to be able to you know, sort of my goal as well, build a healthier, more connected community. And that's sort of what you're doing, bringing people in and um, getting, getting them to meet up once a week or twice a week yeah, and then to move their body at the same time. Like it's a really cool goal. Um, but yeah, I think having that passion and purpose really helps to break down that isolation for sure.
2: And it's so funny, this is like a bit off topic, but I think it's quite funny. Um, anyway, so... I, my um, family has come from, we've got really poor hearing in our family genes and I actually have perfectly uh, normal hearing but all of my aunts and uncles have either a hearing aid or just probably need a hearing aid. <laughs> so our whole family and our childhood has always been speaking you know quite loudly so when i did my teacher training and i was telling my friends you know oh my god i'm doing this teacher training i'm gonna be a yoga teacher blah 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 and (laughs) there was a couple of friends that said em i just can't really imagine you as a yoga teacher you just you're just not that quiet (laughs) and i was like what do you mean and they're like you know yoga teachers are just really quiet and calm and i'm like well, I can be calm and I can be quiet too, but what happens if there's like 100 people in the class and they need someone loud to be able to talk? And they're like, oh, yeah, well, I guess I never really thought of it like that.
1: Um, (laughs) That's so funny. I was just thinking... (laughs) Quiet. I was... Totally thinking um you're probably not like the typical yogi teacher that you would um get because you are so loud and buoyant and like you just wanna you've got that all that energy to really give and I love it and I think you probably um relate to people in rural areas really well because of that energy that you bring.
2: Yeah, no it's um it's uh it's a good I think it's um I love to be able to communicate to anyone but I think, yeah, I think in anything that we do, as you would know, you still have to keep to your roots and keep really true to who you are. So that just means for me, just not so much of a quiet voice in my yoga classes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Um, Did you want to tell me a little bit about the uh, benefits of yoga?
2: Yeah, so obviously everyone... uh, comes to yoga for a different reason and even in my teaching i'm always trying to you know touch on all of those different points because everyone will benefit from yoga in a different way so which is really challenging because some people might be coming for flexibility some people might be coming for the mind some people for breathing some people for strength so it's a really, I find it really challenging, um, but always something that I'm working really hard on. So for me, um, I'm actually going to talk about strength first because I think everyone just thinks, "Oh, yoga, flexible, yeah, great. Um, but I, um, and if anyone's ever been to my classes, I like a really strong um, yoga flow. So I think there's a big perception That yoga is really easy and, you know, floating and, you know, maybe, maybe that is for some people, but yeah, not my classes. So um, I'm really passionate about having a really strong body. So for me, for my own practice and the students that come to my class, for them, we focus a lot on strength. So yeah, I would definitely say a big benefit of yoga is definitely strength. Another one that is very challenging, I find this very challenging, but something that I'm continuously working on is breathing. So I think there's lots of different breathing exercises, but actually just coming back down to the basics and just teaching people how to breathe, not only for yoga, but I actually have taken this off the mat and being able to incorporate it into my everyday kind of life. So I think, and I also want um, that to be for students as well. So you can take little bits of class and in stressful or situations that you might need to calm down a little, people are a little anxious. I think the breathing one's really, really massive. So, yeah, I think breathing definitely for me, is another benefit. Another one, I've only got two more because I know that we could talk all day. So Good um, time. it's great. <laughs> so another one, and this is a bit of an interesting one, is I like to call it space. So space in the mind, I think, is something that i really try and work on without actually saying guys we're going to create space in the mind i just think it comes naturally when we're actually doing a practice or a flow so i think even just stepping onto the mat any time of the day you just are putting that time aside for you so just educating people so that They just know that when they step on the mat, you're actually putting that time aside for you. And I think that in itself is just a huge benefit because even sometimes, and I'm always saying to my students, don't compare yourself to others. Everyone's at different levels, but just actually stepping onto that mat and carving out that time for yourself, you're already a step ahead of the game. Like just putting that time aside, I just think that is something that we're all lacking in, in our crazy life. So that definitely is a tick, a plus. And then the last one, pardon me, is flexibility. So this is actually a classic. Um, In my teacher training, there was probably 40 yogis that were doing their training. And it was obviously very intensive and we always the 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 teachers that were teaching us always got us up to do you know examples and we kind of have two different people one which would be a hyper extended person and a totally non-flexy person that just looked absolutely ridiculous because they were like, whoa, aren't you meant to be a yoga teacher and super flexible? (laughs) So anyway, I was the non-flexible example every time. So when people are like, oh my God, I'm not flexible. And I'm like, hello, I also was that person. So let's just all relax. So um, I actually find the flexibility one quite funny. But since I have been practicing yoga, it's actually, I've actually, I should actually post some more before and after photos of myself from when I first started to now, because the flexibility is actually amazing how much it has improved probably over the last four years or five years. So I think when people come to Yoyo and they start, they're like, oh my God, you know, this is, I'm so not flexible, blah, blah, blah. But that's why yoga is so amazing because it's not just a quick fix. You really have to work on it and you have to keep showing up on the mat and keep just just practicing because it's one of those things that, you know, with anything, it doesn't just happen overnight, which is what I love about yoga. So yeah, they're just a few of my um probably, you know, top four benefits and there's so many others, but that's, um yeah, how how i um kind of see yoga
1: yeah it's a really cool you've um brought it all together i think really well because there's so many different aspects of yoga and you've brought it to um fruition into all of those little things and it all comes together in one sort of class and it's really awesome to see that yeah cool um awesome so i just wanted to touch on about your retreats that you run
2: yeah. So last year we ran our first on-farm yoga retreat. So that basically was, how many people were there? Maybe maybe there was 11, 10 or 11 beautiful women from... I think they were all from New South Wales. Yeah, all from New South Wales. So it was a mixture of some of my students from Hay, Griffith, don't think anyone from Carathor, And then just a few people that I knew that had actually traveled. I think the one person, maybe I had a person from Coonabarabran, Gundigai. Guy. So yeah, there was kind of people from everywhere. And obviously, it was my first one, so I was scared. But we had an amazing weekend. I had a couple of guests that came as a part of the retreat, so, a beautiful woman. She was a dietician and she's released a book, Judy Davies. She flew in from Sydney and we did a nutrition section and a few games and that was amazing. And then I also had a beautiful, beautiful Brooke from Wagga, and she took us through some oils and how we could use them, essential oils, and how we could incorporate them into our everyday life. And she also ran a meditation on Sunday. so. It was, I just loved that I could get an amazing group of women together that all primarily were either from a rural community or on property. And obviously 12 months ago, it was pretty dire straits still. So a lot of the people that came just actually really needed that chill out time. And I always say on, um, I said on the retreat that if you don't want to do all the yoga sessions, if you don't want to do the group dinners or the breakfast or you don't want to do the extra nutrition or oil activities, just, if you need to go and sleep, just go and sleep. If you want to go and read a book under a tree, go and read a book under a tree. So, and you know, some people did that. They were like, oh, you know, I'm just not feeling it. And it was hot. It was, I think a dust storm actually hit on the Friday nights. So that was very, Um, a great start to our weekend but um we all we all um had a great time so I had um another guest teacher Annie and also a great friend of mine Annie Scott so she led a couple of practices as well so I think it was just a really nice combination of amazing people that all kind of from different backgrounds and um Different experience levels in yoga, as well, I had some people that were coming weekly to my classes, and I had a couple of people that had really never done any yoga before so um, it was just a really good mix it was a really good it was a really good time for people just to have a bit of a break, I think as well i really would love to do it all again with exactly the same people because they were amazing. And we've actually still got a bit of a, a message to girls that, you know, they, it was, I think it might've came up in the Facebook memories or something, you know, 12 months ago, the retreat, which was in, I think it was in February, um, start of Feb. So I think I will definitely do another one, date not yet confirmed, but I've put my feelers out there a little bit. and. A woman from Queensland messaged me. A girlfriend from Melbourne said I'm coming up. So I think also to get some other people that, um, yeah, just want a bit of a rural getaway I think is really cool. Uh, give a bit of uh, boost back to the Carithaw community. Great, great meal at the pub, couple of beers, you know. I think it's, yeah, um, yeah any excuse to get also some new people into our community and region is also a big plus for, for me as well.
1: I'm going I'm, I'm to go off on a tangent now, but I think that's really cool because I think you guys have, you, you know, you have had some rain recently, haven't you?
2: So yeah, we have. A bit nicer. Yeah. Yes,
1: but, nice. um, you know, you mightn't be able to donate to a drought relief fund. You mightn't be able to donate to a, um, bushfire fund but one of my goals this year is to definitely go to a um, fire, bushfire affected area and spend money there like go and book accommodation in those towns go out and have breakfast in those towns because it's money directly into businesses pockets and that they've been affected so so much that if we can put money back straight into the communities you don't have to be able to donate to a Bushfire relief fund, but if you go and want to visit communities, because there's some absolute amazing areas who most of us have probably never been to before. I know I've haven't been to some of bushfire affected areas, and I think we could definitely go and look at these areas and put money back in their communities. Um, and and same for drought affected areas. Like I know in the last month there's been a lot of rain in drought affected areas and things are looking nice and green and lush, but it can take ages to recover from what you guys have suffered through so if anyone wants to go on a little bit of a break then definitely I would recommend going to drought-affected areas or um, bushfire-affected areas this year rather than um, popular tourist destinations because I think country areas and those little communities have so much to offer.
2: Absolutely maybe Carithal might be on the map after this podcast Hayley. (laughs) (laughs) Do
1: you know it might get to its hundred people absolutely if you come and visit we'll hit the hundred so we'll be fine um cool so um let's end on you are talk you've spoken a little bit about it or i spoke about it at the beginning um the yoga online so now you're doing some online videos that are released every thursday um, a little yoga flow and anyone can do them no matter their location, which is the best part, I think. But, um, yeah, tell me how it works. Tell me, um, so people might be, into, if people are interested, they can jump online and purchase one, but they could be a little bit reluctant to be like, Oh my gosh, how am I going to do yoga online?
2: <laughs> yeah, totally. So I am just, yeah, I'm so excited about this because, Yeah, so we launched four weeks ago. And yeah, as you said, every Thursday, we upload a new yoga flow. So at the moment, the flows go for an hour, but I am going to incorporate some 30 minute flows as well because a lot of people that are time poor or that have kids or that are on shift work or anyone that just is time poor, they say, oh, you know, half an hour, wanna be better. So I will have one hour and 30 minute ones also, but I, yeah, basically I wanted to give more people access to yoga and I would love to be in my car 365 days of the year going around to rural communities, but sometimes that just isn't practical. So um, the online yoga allows not only rural and remote, People the access, but even I've actually had a couple of girlfriends that have purchased one that live in the middle of Sydney and middle of Melbourne, so which is pretty awesome too. So I think it just allows anyone the opportunity to allow yoga into their life in their time, and everyone has a completely different schedule. So I am really excited about what our saltbush stretch online platform has to offer and obviously it's been so scary it's been such a big learning curve who would have thought that I would be in the video world of uploading things to my website and all of this tech space so um yeah it's it's pretty crazy I actually should thank my old boss Anna Spear she uh she was very tech savvy, so I'm thinking maybe maybe it's come a little bit from her. So I think if people are keen, they can head to saltbushstretch.com.au. And yeah, so at the moment you can just buy one class at a time and you can either buy it and download it onto your computer or you can just log in and watch it on your iPad, iPhone, computer, Um, anytime, anywhere, if anyone's overseas, how awesome would that be taking saltbush stretch? (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: Yeah, I think location is the thing that holds a lot of people back. I know I would definitely love to be in my car for three hundred and sixty-five days of the year, helping rural, you know all different rural areas um, with their health, but it's just not achievable, and I think we would be exhausted maybe by the end of it. But I think the uh, online side of it, you, no matter your location, you can sit in the comfort of your home, do yoga, and and just give it a go. Like you don't even you don't have to be perfect at it. Just pull your mat out, get a towel on the ground, like just have a go at home. Um, any, and as we said earlier, any little bit of movement is awesome.
2: Totally, totally. And I think, I don't know, I've had a few, even in the last month, a few messages of people that, some people I know, but some people that have just reached out to me. There's this one woman that lives hundred and something Ks west of Clermont in Queensland and another woman, that is in Northern New South Wales and she's got three kids at home and them just messaging me or sending me a photo with them with their three kids on the mat, you know, trying to get some zen. Um, It just, I've just actually got the biggest smile on my face right now, which is so weird because I'm just in a room by myself with, you know, my computer, but I think that stuff actually moves me. And even if one person, buys an online video and that one person has 10 minutes on the mat or five minutes or an hour the full class by themselves or with chaotic kids running around or their husband coming in saying what's for dinner you know um <laughs> I think just that just absolutely moves me and for someone to yeah be able to move their body have some time for themselves and just create that space um yeah that's, that's me done. I just, um, doesn't get much better than that.
1: Cup is full.
2: <laughs> Cup is so full. <laughs> um, so thanks so
1: much for being on the podcast today. And, um, can you tell our listeners where they can find you on social media or your website?
2: So social media, Facebook, um, sorry, social media, Instagram, Facebook, and my website are all Stretch. So if you just type any of those in, you will be able to find me. So yeah, it should be pretty easy.
1: Fantastic. And I'll pop the link to your website and social media also in the show notes, but that I'm just, yeah, I feel your energy has rubbed off on me this morning because of how passionate you are. And I absolutely love it. And yeah, thank you so much for being on uh, the, your episode of the Rural Wellness Podcast.
2: Thanks so much, Hayley. I can't wait to hopefully one day meet you in person.
1: Uh, yes, absolutely. Okay, thanks so much.
0: that brings us to the end of another awesome episode for today's episode i would like to thank active truth one of our amazing sponsors who are also sponsoring the 2020 rural women's health forum in Dunkeld on the 1st of may tickets are selling super quickly so if you are interested in coming and learning from amazing health professionals then please jump online at www.theruralnaturopath.com to get your ticket today Active Truth have also been incredibly generous and will be donating a $50 voucher to everyone attending the Rural Women's Health Forum.